everybody ah. to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. I guess I'm Adam Jabay. I'm Abe. And I'm Derek. What's going on, Man, guys? So many, so many people here today. So many people. What are it's you guys crazy. doing? Hanging I'm out. hanging out in the Just garage, hanging man. Hanging out in the garage, so trying why? to stay warm. Yeah, how cold is it there in uh, California? It's like a chilly 57 degrees right now. Mm. Shut it's, up. <laughs> it's 37 it's like degrees here in Austin, and I'm struggling. And you want me to man. move there? Just that's for a couple a, days. That's it'll not a back, really good selling feature. It'll be back up to 70 by the weekend. Just real cold front. It's like 20 degrees here today, but it's going to be like 50 this weekend. It's the, we're, we're having the weirdest winter ever. Oh, we have the coldest so November, and we're having like a nice December. But uh, And I'm, I'm leaning over my, uh, my engine bay in the race car doing a fuel rail at the moment, and I want to get this done. You mean your engine bay? Uh, <laughs> uh, no. That's one way to start the show. I should probably look at my levels here. Did you just say woof? Yeah, woof. Yeah. That wasn't a good woof. That was like a Brad Adams woof. Up on the woof top. The... <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is, it is Christmas. So. It is. I'm going to well, put the mic down and listen while you dummies talk and Austin makes puns because I need to find a 10 mil <laughs> nut real quick. So. It, is, it is now January, though. Another year. So strange. Another year of slip angle. Can you believe it? And I, you know what? I still, I still feel the exact same way as I did. Like, I don't feel like a new person at all. No? Same. Yeah, never, It's not a never, new year, new Austin. <laughs> no, all my motorcycles are just worth like a couple hundred dollars less now. That's all. Why is that? Oh, just because they're another year older now, apparently. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I never really think about age on vehicles because I'm always driving vehicles that are bottomed out in depreciation. <laughs> it doesn't really no, why, matter for me. Why don't houses have years associated with them, like in the advertisement? You know, like, I mean, obviously it says what year the house was built, but it's not like, oh, this is a 1926 Craftsman. No, I don't think it matters a whole lot because it kind of matters, like, who actually built it and, like, what they built it with versus, like, you know, the Chevys were really good that year. You can't, like, talk about, oh, the brick ranches were really fine in 1964, <laughs> but those stick-built houses, you got to stay away. <laughs> I don't know. Where I live, they do so much new home building that I, like, I think a 10-year-old house would be worth less than a brand-new construction just because the uh A lot of that comes down to, like, style. Yeah, style and location though. But when the new construction gets, or when the yeah, when the new construction gets expensive, the old construction obviously comes up in value because there's, uh, yeah, usually in a, in a hot area there's a lack of supply. And that's part of the reason that it's hot, you know, supply and demand. But I don't know. Texas is pretty hot, and there's a lot of houses there. It's freaking hot there, man. <laughs> so hot. Not right now. It's not. No, it's actually yeah. It's it's actually quite cold at 37 degrees. That's uh, very unexpected this time of the year. Yeah, not happy about it. So, this is a car podcast. We're talking about houses. That's cool. <laughs> I don't have anything uh, have to a, add. I have so, a quick car uh, question for Austin. Austin. Uh-oh, car question. You, you did some body work stuff in your, uh, in your semi-recent history. Uh-huh. If you spray brake cleaner all over the hood of you, say your wife has a black 03 Civic, uh-huh. and you accidentally spray the hood with brake cleaner, uh, will wax help make that better? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it, de- it depends on how I mean, long it's sat Because I have a then... friend who might have done this. <laughs> did it Did it go through the clear coat? Like, did it start bubbling up? I don't know. This car doesn't have a lot of clear coat. It doesn't really seem like it's a really clear coaty car to begin okay. with, but it's a nice shape. Um, no, I wiped it off within a, within like a, or I mean, my friend, my friend wiped it off within a few minutes. How did your um, friend manage to do that? Oh, I don't know. I don't, you'd have to ask him. The uh, his garage is pretty small, and his vice might, and he might have been cleaning out a fuel rail. The and his uh, and it might have been uh, pointed at the car. <laughs> I don't know, with, with any, just like any brake fluids that might be around your friend's house, it might be two years old, so it might not be as potent as That's it was true. before. <laughs> yeah, my, my friend deserves that one. Yeah. I don't um, know much about cars, but I'm pretty sure that the hood and the brakes aren't that close to each other. The, uh, well, the vice was definitely next to the hood, and the brake cleaner went through the fuel rail to clean out the shavings because he was opening up the fuel rail to put a Dash 6 AN fitting in it. And it might have been so a fountain. I would tell <laughs> I would tell your vices. friend I would tell your friend to wipe everything off, wash it off with water, and if nothing has happened at that point, he's probably in the clear. Well, uh, no pun intended. Was in the, <laughs> no pun intended. I think it was in the clear coat because that's what he did, and there were spots. And now he hit it with turtle wax, and he might be on this very podcast uh, buffing the hood of the car in a few minutes. <laughs> I mean, the best thing to do would be to, you know, to be able to hit it with some really fine grit sandpaper and kind of try and blend it back in and then go back at it. Because mm. right now it's going to have some like a hard line around where yeah. the clear it, coat is peeling. It's still an 03 Civic. I don't think the, I don't think the clear coat's going to be peeling or anything. It, it, uh, I got it off or he got it off right away. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll um, probably be fine. Like you're not going to be able yeah. to reverse it, but there's also not a whole <laughs> lot that you can do to reapply clear there. You know, no. without respraying some sort of clear. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna peel up, but it just kind of looked like, like you can see the. He could see the ghosting spots where the drips were, basically. Yeah, and I mean, but, if the car uh, had any sort of coat of wax on it, it could have just lifted that wax. Yeah, that might be. So that might, that be. might well, be what what your friend is seeing. Yeah, we'll see when uh, when I when he uh, <laughs> when he buffs it off in a few minutes. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, and also in the garage, I am also in my garage. Uh, definitely not spraying my wife's car with brake cleaner, but uh, yeah, I'm working on the Civic, getting trying to get some things done. Just bored out. Uh, my friend just bored out the fuel rail and uh, throwing a dash six fitting Civic, in. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's very very similar situation. I have uh, you know. Yeah, so that's what's happening here right now, and I'm just trying to put that back together, and then I'll slip into the the the, the spacious studio that is uh, uh, my friend's wife's O3 Civic, the one that just got graffiti art on it, just like a true uh, in town studio. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we're real upscale over here, graffiti art. It's 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 popping. <laughs> so what uh, what are you doing in the garage, Austin? Uh, just hanging out. I uh, I was hanging out with Jess for a little bit. Um, but I received a, uh, a box shipment today. My new handlebars are in for my supermoto. So yeah. I installed those a little bit, like right before she got home. So now I'm super stoked and I added a new shock, AKA a steering damper. What kind of bars did you get? Uh, just some pro taper evos, the high dollar, high dollar stuff, man. No crossbar. So no crossbar, but I needed it. They're like a really, really low rise. Cause the steering damper I added raised the stem. Like about an inch. 
So had to uh, bring it back down or else I'd, I don't know, be riding like a freaking Harley with ape hangers. I'm I'm trying to come up with puns uh, on every sentence that you say, and it's just not happening. I can't. No, get I'm one. just moving. I'm moving <laughs> I'm too g- quickly. Is all it is. I'm not good at this. There's there's a big argument on whether the crossbar adds stiffness or not in the in the motorcycle world. I don't know, man. Like these things vibe a lot more than the bars that I took off that did have a crossbar. So I'm inclined to think that. I don't know. Maybe it absorbs the the vibrations, but it doesn't add stiffness. I don't know. So what's the bar shape like yeah. for us that aren't that the, aren't like motorcycle like, nerds? Th- did you have to get new mounts too? Or yeah, were, you, well, were they already the big ones? The steering damper that I bought actually came with a full like mount setup because the steering damper is mounted in between. Um and it, it came with everything, but they are fat bars. Yeah, so, so bef- before I had seven you had eights seven eights before. Eights before. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So now they're fat bars. So motorcycle things. Essentially, Adam, they, they look man. they what look kind mean? of like they look almost like uh, like BMX bars that are like smunched down. You know, okay. With so, like a little so crossbar. it's basically like a like a an open like a flattened out U with what, a crossbar. Do you know what bend the they are? Uh, these are the steering damper uh, low bend, which is very similar to the Carmichael bend. Okay. Um, but they're, I think they're a quarter inch shorter than the Carmichael bend. Yeah, Carmichael was was known for running his bars really laid back, mm-hmm. like in his lap. Yeah, I mean these definitely sit a little closer, and it makes the bike feel a lot a lot more compact. But since it's a supermoto, I think that's also going to help me put a lot more weight over the front tire uh, when I'm up in the canyons. So I think that it should actually help a little bit. What's the uh, what's, what's the like up? the base what's the base philosophy behind like calling a bike bars, a bars, supermoto? Bars. And bars, what's bars, the base bars. philosophy of what? Like I what's a supermoto? Damn it, Derek! Come on, <laughs> stepping all over. Uh, what's a what's a supermoto versus like a moto versus like a superbike? Is it like a kind of a hybrid between the so, two? So no, a supermoto. All supermoto is is essentially like imagine a dirt bike. And yeah, you take. I've seen the pictures of it. But yeah, like, you take the yeah. wheels off and you put some 17-inch wheels that are wired, or sometimes they're mags, and then you put sport bike tires on it. Okay. So you have so a it's bunch a, of so grip. it's like a, a dirt bike that has like bike grip on the street. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay. like it's got a lot of grip and it's really nimble, um, yeah. and you can wreck the shit out of it and not really worry about it because it's a dirt bike. What? What motor does that thing have in it? What size? Two fifty? Uh this one's just a little two fifty, yeah. yeah. It's it's That's one cylinder off of the R one in this bike. Okay. So really? it's yeah, it's a it's not a true dirt bike motor, it's a like a street based motor. So maintenance okay. is a lot easier than it is on dirt bikes. Cool. Cool. So and dirt I didn't bikes are really... that uh, dirt bike maintenance was tough. Yeah, I mean, dirt bike maintenance Derek, isn't. Derek's, Derek's told us a bit about dirt bike maintenance. Yeah, I mean, it's. Rebuilding things all the time. Yeah, it's. I guess it's similar to like go karts and stuff. The uh, like the, on, the, on a bike like that, uh, when you're running through the canyons, like, what's the uh, what's the benefit versus like a a small super bike in the canyons themselves? Like, just because there's no there's no fairings and no plastics and like. Does it handle better? Is it handle worse? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot more nimble, right? So you're sitting up high, so the center of gravity is really high. Oh, lighter, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it turns in a lot better. Um, You know, it's it's very light. Like, this thing weighs... It's 300 pounds, which is, like, in the dirt bike world, is actually really heavy. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah. for a street bike, it's actually really, really light. Like yeah. the VFR yeah. that I rode on Monday up in the canyons is like 540 pounds with a full tank of fuel. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah and like our motocross bikes were like. What, 250 ish? Uh, no, not even that heavy. Like 230. 230. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Then 60 horsepower. You know, yeah. 57 horsepower. Okay. Interesting. So, but I, I like it because I'm not worried about it because A, it's not very fast. B, the brakes on it are pretty damn good. And C, if I wreck it, like, who cares? You just, like, you pick it up, you laugh a little bit, you find a rock, and you bash the shift lever out, and then you go about your day, and you just keep riding. <laughs> you sound like you've done that before. Uh, maybe. Remember I think we've that talked one time about it on the show a couple times. Yeah, remember that one time that you definitely didn't do that, and I definitely said that you did, and you wanted to cut it out because your your wife might misconstrue. Yeah, but it's fine. Oh, that's funny. It's fine. Yeah. I don't worry about it now. Yeah. So as long as I come what's home that, and I'm in one piece. Yeah. What's the What's the worst uh, like wreck that you've seen in the canyons up there? In the canyons, canyons, canyons up there in. Uh, like in person, uh, I haven't really seen too many wrecks in person. Okay, um, but I'm, I'm sure there's stories. been horrific ones. Yeah, there's but, some yeah. pretty bad stories and videos yeah. online. I've heard stories of cars like flying off the mountains, like down giant hills and stuff. There's yeah, videos. I mean, did you did you ever watch Chips, dude? Imagine that, but like with modern did. day <laughs> performance cars. Yeah, yeah, people that are borrowing their dads like. Mercedes SLR and stuff. Yeah, a bunch of crazy stuff. <laughs> Although speaking, you, you've, speaking you've of, never seen a big wreck, though, huh? No. no. So I, I try and stay away from there when the traffic's going to be bad at all, a.k.a. weekends. Okay. So it's usually Mondays yep. and midweek for me. Okay. So, But the, all the fires came through a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's pretty – I went up on Monday, and it's, it's pretty sad, actually. Yeah, I heard uh, on, a, on like the most recent smoking tire that Matt Farah and, and uh, took his Countach up there and did a photo yeah, shoot Larry with Larry Chen. Chen. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, and they did like a fundraiser. Yeah, they're selling the the they're selling the the posters, which they sound like they're big posters too, um, of the Countach over the burned background. Um, did you see the pictures he posted them? Yeah, on it looks, his Instagram. it looked cool on his Instagram. It looks I think badass. I think he, I think fifteen fifty two wheels is selling them. If anybody's interested and wants to support the. Uh, the the fire relief funds uh, whatever they're donating them to so yeah I, I didn't um, realize like the actual scale of it until I got up there like it's it's massive it's like like everything is gone but the road is still okay yeah I mean there's a couple spots where the road you know since it's asphalt it definitely got yeah. like kind of scorched just like what would happen yeah. like when there's a car fire or something yeah it just kind of like melts a little bit you know yeah but yeah but I mean that yeah, was. You know, for the most part, the road is actually in pretty good shape, and the road was actually a lot cleaner than I was expecting it to be. I, I guess, like, the, the heat from the fire would pretty much go up, and the road is pretty much on the ground. <laughs> yeah, so. there are – what was crazy, though, like, people had – like, right after the fire, people had posted yeah. pictures of, like, squirrels and stuff, like, fully roasted on the road. Like, they made oh, it to geez. the road, thought they were safe, and then I guess it was just so hot they got roasted. That's uh yeah that wouldn't that wouldn't be a fun way to go. Yeah, and there's like plastic fencing up there that's just like completely melted. It's um yeah. it's pretty it's pretty sad to be honest. How how big of a stretch of like of uh of the roads that you ride like how much of them or like a percentage like how much of them burned? Um probably half of them. 
Holy cow, so, really? So, yeah, everything kind of like on the western side of Malibu burned. And what okay. sucks, they had just repaved Mulholland West. Uh, like, yeah. literally just repaved it. Like, most of it didn't even have a center line painted on it. Uh, and the pavement yeah. was beautiful. Literally the best road up in Malibu. And uh, it was actually, there was a road close signed on it on Monday, but we went anyway. And, yeah. like, there's just rocks and debris everywhere. And there were power line trucks out there. And, you know, so they're, okay. they're restoring the power still. Um, but like a lot of those houses back there just are absolutely demolished. I guess some of the houses are really old. So they had like, you know, like the river stone fireplaces and parts of the walls. So that part's yeah. still standing, but the whole rest of the house is just gone. So like, cause, cause every few, it seems like every like decade or so Malibu burns or parts of it do. Yeah. I mean, there's like, always do, like some sort rebuild? of forest fire there. Yeah. I mean, they can definitely rebuild. And I mean, that's, okay. that's some of the most expensive property in the country. Yeah, I know. That's like the weird thing. You get all these like $10 million, $20 million houses just burned down. Yeah. Like, yeah, what do you do? And man, what are the insurance payments like on it after you rebuild it? But what was real crazy, like we were riding through and there's a bunch of nice houses and like literally yeah. the fire burned up to their backyard and then stopped. So I don't know if firefighters, oh. I'm guessing firefighters were there like battling the blaze back and yeah. if they were, they're able to hold it off. You know, at a certain point, the fire in that certain area will just kind of die down because it's burned all the fuel, you know, or the foliage yeah. there that it's burning. Crazy. It's so, so crazy. Yeah. Apparently, I, I was talking to one of our, well, actually, Oli, Oli Thordarson, who drives and started uh, Spec Corvette. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he was saying he actually has some, like, fire-resistant foam that he can spray all over his house. And it'll it'll protect it for, like, up to four hours in a blaze or something. Holy cow. So, yeah, I, I think it's pretty expensive, but, you know, it's yeah. uh, it, for peace of mind. It's yeah, and, and there's, stories of, there's stories of, like, celebrities and rich people hiring their own teams of firefighters. They, like, mm -hmm. drive across the country, and they're, like, private firefighters, and they just go to where your $20 million mansion is. Yeah, I believe it, just, man. They just try to keep, keep it from burning down. But Yeah. Yeah. And, and probably, uh, they're probably requiring them to... Do whatever the new construction code is when they re have to rebuild. Oh yeah, I don't think it'll be grandfathered you know? in at all. Like yeah, yeah. like for yeah. down here or where I grew up on the coast of Texas, whenever everything gets wiped out by hurricanes, uh, when they yeah. rebuild, sometimes they'll they'll make them put their houses on stilts, or the insurance company won't won't insure it unless it's on stilts, and so then the, yeah, unless the people it's do it. full full new code. So new construction. Yeah. what's real crazy, Jess and I had actually looked at buying some land up in Malibu. And it's actually certain parts of Malibu. It's actually surprisingly cheap. Um, like way up there? Uh, not way up. Like you could see the ocean. You know, it was maybe oh, like really? four miles yeah. inland from the ocean. Uh, probably like two miles straight line. Um, okay. But it was up on a hillside. It was 10 acres and it was like 180 grand. Wow. Why was it so cheap? I remember you talking to me about yeah. that years ago. Why, yeah, why well, was I mean, it so come, cheap? Just because come to it find was... Out, yeah, I mean, for all the, like, to build anything there currently, it takes so much, like, reinforcement uh, due to yeah. earthquakes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that it, you know, you so buy the any, land that cheap permanent you, structure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and come to find out, too, the, the road that it was on, uh, it was so, like, tight and windy that the fire department actually does not go there. So, like, if you oh, have a house geez. fire, yeah, you're kind of, like, on your own, from what I understand. So that's, the like, the ideal place for a... A, a tiny, tiny home on a trailer, huh? Yeah, but obviously yeah. Malibu uh, has very strong uh, laws against that. 
Really? They don't allow that even up there in the middle? middle no, the they don't They don't want any of that riffraff, man. Guess where you <laughs> they can want, they put a tiny house in Austin, Texas? They don't Texas. want your kind. They no, they don't want Austin. my kind at but all. Austin wants Austin. Oh, yeah. I, so. I, I, Sarah and I are, are just in the last week. Uh, she's head off because she teaches fourth grade, and it's Christmas time, you know. Um, I think I'm done putting the fuel rail on, so I think we're good with that. But uh, she's head off because it's Christmas time. Oh, I know. Big accomplishment here. Got to buff the hood of my friend's wife's car soon. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, she's head off because it's Christmas time, and uh, she's been going through that. I mean, Emma got so many freaking toys and presents and everything for Christmas that the place is – it's like, you know, the next couple of days after Christmas were like a disaster area everywhere. Um, and the basement that I built out a couple of years ago um, – the the entire room was just covered in toys. So we've been building shelving and like making places to put the toys and stuff. And she's been cleaning out the house, like and like finding stuff to donate to uh, Am Vets and stuff like that. And we got we got a big pile of donation stuff. They're picking it up tomorrow. Uh, it's like the size of a Honda Civic. It's so big, <laughs> but uh, like man, I really see the appeal. Of, uh, of, a, of a tiny house. Like, you just can't put anything in it, so you can't have things. I see the appeal of, like, man, I want to live in an RV because I just couldn't buy anything. If I, if I buy something, I, I have to get rid of something to give it a place to go, you know? Like, well, even us, so like, nice. living in our tiny, like, 700-square-foot house, that's much the way that it is. Like, Yeah, you get rid of buy... so much stuff. Oh, yeah. So much stuff. Yeah, and I, I don't really buy a whole lot of stuff now because I just don't have anywhere to keep it. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice. Yeah. I have just enough space that I had that I could buy whatever I want, you know, and like have a place to put it. And that's like not a good place to be. And then we See, got poor Abe over I, here. There's like a critical <laughs> mass of space that you can have, and then once you have a certain amount, then you have all the room that you could want, and you can put all the things in it, and you'll still have more room. Yeah, it, Abe's got that problem. He's like, oh, I can't even afford to furnish this house, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that, I uh, uh, I had plans to uh, to take the Evo up to to Smetigards this weekend, and uh, mostly because I just don't want to work on the Evo. And <laughs> why uh, not? Why not? Oh man, I just I just don't want to. Um, yeah. And I had to make an emergency sump pump repair, so that's what I spent the weekend doing. Yeah, and it was the, trenching. Uh, <laughs> I was trenching. It was classic World War One type scenario. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I love the thought of of Abe uh, coming back from his from his cool job with his with all of his advanced degrees, and he's the smartest guy in the room. And then he like fires up the Briggs and Stratton like ditch witch. <laughs> it's the coolest idea. Like I love that he gets out of his leather trimmed beautiful Jeep. Puts on the galoshes and fires up the ditch witch. <laughs> I bought the galoshes for round five. I've got rubber boots that look like yeah, I'm a ten, ten and hogs, man. I, I um, love it. What was it? A ditch witch brand trencher? It was no? not a ditch witch. It was a smaller trencher. Yeah. What brand was um, it? Uh, I don't know. Groundhog, something like that. Okay. So anyway, uh, um, so, you need to so, roll that so puppy out, out on well. February whatever. Yeah, out into the sunlight, and then put it back in yeah. the garage. Yeah, I don't want to see a we'll, shadow. Then we'll know if it'll snow at Mid Ohio in <laughs> April or not. So uh, I had this sump pump problem, and I had the mechanic out, and uh, I, I was feeling lazy, so I was going to have him do the work if it was like maybe less than 
500 bucks. Right, uh, cause it's right. cold here and the ground's almost frozen and I would have like not had to make any plans. I just could have paid him. Yeah. So and basically your out, sump pump, your sump pump went out into the backyard and like roots had crushed the pipe and grown into it and it was blocked up. But, yeah. And if yeah. that had frozen, like our whole basement would have flooded. Um, yeah. he comes out and he looks at the job and he's like, dude, I don't know. I mean, like at, at a minimum, like 1500 bucks. And I was like, all right, uh, thanks for your time. I'll handle this myself. And uh, my, <laughs> it's a my lot buddy of money and I, to dig we, up the yard. <laughs> uh, we we rented a uh, a little trencher from the hardware store, and we bought four sections of PVC pipe and four couplers. And in two hours, we had the problem dealt with. So yeah. it cost cost me a total of about one hundred and fifty dollars. I just had yeah. to Google sump pump because we don't have basements. Oh yeah, there you go. Derek doesn't know what a sump pump. We should probably explain what a sump pump is. I guess probably so, like a third of the audience doesn't have a basement. So Derek, you can think of my house as yeah. being kind of like a boat. Yeah, it's like a in, boat bilge yeah. pump. So yeah, like, exactly. so like I have a basement, yeah. and the water table's kind of high, and so to keep the basement dry, uh, there's a pump in the basement that just pumps water out of the house. Constantly. Yeah, and it's in this it's in this little section that's basically like. If you picture like a square boat, you know, and then there's like this little catch can that drops down about two feet by three feet that sticks out the very lowest point. Uh, and that's where you put the pump. And so like the water filters into that thing and then it goes and shoots it back out. And that's how your house doesn't float away or flood. So, But if your pump, if yeah. your pump fails, then your basement floods and that's bad. Yeah, but then you yeah. can have an in-ground swimming pool in your basement, which is I'm pretty sure that adds to the value of the house. Pretty sure that would so not sure. add to the value of most houses, but <laughs> my mind is so blown that this is a thing. You, you really didn't know this was a thing? No, I, I had no idea. I always wondered oh, how I got the water out yeah. if it flooded or something, but I didn't know that well, it constantly had to just pump out all the time. Yeah, depending so when, on it, like, when it rains like super heavy, the pump will be more active, and when it's super dry yeah. in the summer, it it works less just because there's less water in the ground. And not everybody with yeah, a basement like a, needs one. It's only certain parts of the country where the water table is so. You know, yeah, so if you, if you build a house it. like up on a hill, it's gonna all run away, and the water table's not there. But if you build in a house like uh, you know, like where my house is, it used to be onion set fields. Like this was all just fields, and like there's a river that's at two hundred feet away, and the river's like fifteen feet down, uh, or ten feet down or so, and uh, basically the river water level is a little lower than like the water table level in the area. So like the water saturates the ground and then it'll, you know, it'll start coming up pretty high, but it, it'll flood the basement if you don't have a sump pump that yeah, works. I've, so. I've never been in a residential basement, only like buildings. Oh my gosh. That's so strange. Really? Yeah. Every never. house, every house here has them. Every single house. The, uh, the, like in the summertime when it's dry or something, or in the wintertime when it's dry and freezes, like my pump won't run for a long time, like, like a month. But if you have a big, crazy thunderstorm after like an hour of the ground saturating, um, it'll run pretty much like every 30 seconds, you know? Um, yeah, it's crazy to even I, think about having a house sized room underneath your house. Like you guys probably have so much junk down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Emma toys. So many Emma toys. Well, for the longest so, time, Adams was like a freaking EF Taj Mahal. Dude, it, it was. Is. It was crazy. No, there's a lot gone now. I threw yeah, a lot of it on the car. <laughs> I put a lot of it on the car, actually. 
But uh, I had like I had like two cars worth of parts in the basement. It was it was it was when I bought the CRX, it came with so many spare parts that I sold them and basically paid for the car. And uh, yeah, it was it was bad for a while. Like thirteen engines, like twenty seven transmissions. It was insane. But Adam um, Adam has a special case with his garage because there's stairs from the garage down into the basement. Which is yeah, excellent. My, yeah, you don't have to go into my, the house and then down. It works pretty nice. Yeah, the, the 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 garage is attached to the house and stuff, and it looks like you know you could just walk from the garage into the house, but you have to walk down into the basement. There's there's concrete stairs that go down into the basement, and then you go back up into the house. You can't just like walk into the main level of the house. But I don't um, know why they did that, but I do appreciate it. It's it's pretty rad. For, like that's part of the reason I bought the garage or bought the house is because it's like a two car garage, but it's extra wide because there's stairs. Um, and it's extra deep also. It's a few feet deeper than the average two-car. Uh, and it's I mean, nine-foot some ceiling, so I got the lift in here. But. Yeah. I mean, for a while, the, wasn't there uh, like a 240Z like parked sideways at the front of the garage? Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and the, the Lemons car, the Lemons CRX lived there for a while, too. I used to put yeah. three cars in there like on the floor, like one sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've now I put three cars in here with one underneath Staff. the other one. But uh, yeah, basements are basements are cool. But it's always I've always kind of envied people that don't have basements. Man, how are we talking about fucking basements? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to transition oh, talking about the cars yeah. in your garage and how you, you're planning on getting yeah. rid of one. Yeah, no, I, I do want to get rid of one of these cars. But um, yeah, it uh, the basement can fill up with junk and it can also fill up with water. So uh, in my basement, I've got uh, the most water I've ever had. Like when the sump pump, I had a sump pump that died in a thunderstorm. And uh, in the sump pit in my house, there's a backup pump that's like on a cinder block. So it's like six inches higher than the other pump. So it doesn't ever run. Um, And then it turns out it was dead. And so I figured that out after like I had like a half an inch of water in like half of the basement, you know. Um, And so when I when I that was right when you moved in, I put two new stainless steel sump pumps in and. uh, and I cycle them more often now because there's a shower in the basement that runs into one of them, so the sump pump runs more often, so it doesn't like freeze up. It's stupid, but uh, I kind of want to the... open up a company that only does sump pump stuff and call it something something. I wonder <laughs> if that's actually a thing. You should probably look that up. That's probably, probably something that's actually real. <laughs> but yeah, my my shelves for all my car parts and stuff are hanging from the ceiling now instead of uh, uh, instead of like setting on the floor. So I could sweep under everything. Like if I, I could get six inches of water and like all I'd have to do is just get the water out and like clean everything. Um, the, when I finished the basement, I did uh, – actually, I could probably get about three inches of water. I did the drywall three inches up uh, and put tall tall all-wood baseboard so it can't just swell and get stupid. I did uh, glue down laminate flooring so that it, and it's waterproof so that stuff can't get messed up and – um, but yeah, basements are a pain, and they're also something you can fill with car parts. It's bad. So out of sight, <laughs> out of mind, man. Adam, yeah. are you are you going to California next month? Yeah, yeah, I'll be heading out there for uh, for Grid Life uh, Streets of Willow, the single day event that we're doing. So. I saw the the graphic today. I was just thinking about it. I didn't know if you were yeah, going. We, we haven't really promoted it much because uh, holidays and stuff. Um, but yeah, we have an event in like a month. So. Yeah, literally a month the, uh, from tomorrow. I'm looking at yeah. the ticket sales right now. And uh, it, I mean, not surprisingly, it seems like all these people are West Coast people and none of them are familiar. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. How, uh, what kind of percentages have sold so far? Uh, 
if if I recall, Chris said he launched twenty time attack tickets. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it says we've sold twenty three. Nice. Oh, okay. So you might he must have opened up the other ones then. The, Maybe. Uh, the, the there's advanced and intermediate uh, HPDE also, but uh, yeah, Austin will be there because he's going to be working the, the the at the track the day before, and so he's staying. So yep. I get to see your RV, Austin. I'm stoked. Finally, man. Finally. Yeah. So you're gonna have uh, to make the you're gonna have to make the truck up or the track up to the timing tower to see it, but and by timing, timing tower, tower I mean timing shack. Okay. They so don't like I don't even I don't put Jessica in there to run timing because it's just so abysmal. So I just park the RV up there. Oh, dude, it's horrible. And there's like oh, hay cool. over in the corner. Yeah, you'll you'll see when you get there. I've been All in right. Austin's RV. The RV is fun, man. Yeah, you were. This, uh, this I think track. Derek was the first person in the RV after I bought it. Yep. Oh, that's right, because you bought it in Austin. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then yeah, proceeded I, to have I, uh, one of the best dinners that I've had in a long, long time. Was that the place that you did a it, show with Kristoff uh, at? Yeah, over yeah. at Soursop. Soursop, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah. Food truck. Place was really good. So it was like a, a food truck at a bar? At a brewery, yeah. Yeah, oh, what's okay. that brewery okay. called? So for anybody going to Superlap Battle in Austin, that needs to be a stop. Yeah, the brewery, it's called St. Elmo's, and then the food truck's called Soursop. But it's always there. It's in the backyard of the brewery. Yeah, it was really, I really go- good. I listened to that show, and uh, I kind of want to go to Superlap Battle, even if I'm like not required to go. Uh, and part of the reason is just to like follow Derek around for an afternoon <laughs> to go to Dude, food trucks and stuff. Come hang, come hang out and party. I think uh, promo uh, ravioli is what I call him. Promo ravioli. Promo ravioli. <laughs> yeah, he already he already bought a flight, and he's coming. So come on, man, fly yeah, on. You can stay that, at the. We'll shack up at the old apartment here. Yeah, he promise. <laughs> Yeah, come on. <laughs> that's a lot I, of weekends in a row, Adam. I, I know. That's the problem. The, the only problem is that we've got a weekend before and the weekend after. And Shut up, like Abe. It just, just adds up, man. It adds Boy, up. And I, I think I the kinda... weekend before that even because we've got Ice Battle on the calendar. Yeah. Luckily, Ice Battle, I'm around on a Sunday. So you guys it's need like, to quit your bitching. I have one free weekend a month from now until July. Yeah, but you don't that's a, your you, job. Yeah, I do but have you a job. also had get... You get days off during the week, and no, you don't I have get Monday kid. off. I get Monday off. You, yeah, but and you, then do, like, you can do a lot of work from home. The canyons are like a job, right? So I got to go up there uh, and tend to the roads, yeah. make sure everything's gotta, in good you shape. Clock in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to make I sure everything's in good shape. I wish I could go yeah. to California. I've never even been to California. Why don't you come a out? Lot, a lot of stuff to do because every every amount of money that I make that doesn't pay a bill is going to get in my shit ready for a Grid Life Cup. So. <laughs> well, it's not actually called Grid Life Cup. We changed the we changed Grid Life Touring, Touring Cup. Cup. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the new the new wheel to wheel series that Derek uh, Derek helped create a little bit here. So, so is it is the tagline going to be like thirty five cars, one cup? Uh, <laughs> I, I hope for more than that. I'm hoping for like forty five cars. Okay, forty five cars, <laughs> one cup. I did, I did just get an email like an hour ago um, from uh, do you, you know how like PwC and I think SCCA still has it, but PwC basically canceled B-Spec as a class, you know? Yeah. Um, I got an email from a PwC guy and he said, hey, um, if I get like a bunch of B-Spec cars to run uh, in this, like, is that okay? And I was like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> so, dude. So so maybe we'll have a bunch of B spec cars that lose the event, but like have a really good time together. So that'd that'd be pretty pretty are you talking? Who are you talking? Are you talking about John? That's yeah, John Over. Yeah. Dude, if there's yeah. enough cars, you could have Grid Life Touring Cup light. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the the kind of guy, one of the goals is to only have one class, but that guy is in Austin. I sold him a set of uh, Maxis RC ones. Like, uh, oh, really? Like, okay. Yeah. That's bizarre. But, uh, yeah, he posted that on the B spec page, and I commented and said that no other classes but come race. Yeah. So we absolutely. we were talking about this in the chat in the instructor chat earlier, uh, but I drove an MR2 yesterday. For the first yeah. time, an MR2 Spider. I've driven older MR2s, but first time driving an MR2 Spider, and I was actually really, really, really impressed. Those cars are rad, dude. They're yeah, rad. like I'd never driven one before, and it actually did it had. Have, what motor did it have in it? Uh, just the factory one ZZ with like 150 thousand miles on it. Yeah, yeah. But I, it actually I, it handled really, really, really well, even just like with stock 150 thousand mile suspension. On I've it. seen really no. nice JDM ones on the importer sites, like. I don't know Japanese classics and stuff mm -hmm. for pretty yeah. for pretty cheap. I mean, They're you really can buy cool them on cars, Craigslist man. for pretty cheap. My, and then my, you can swap my really in a two ZZ. Yeah, they bolt right in. Yeah, yeah. My, my really, and then it's like then it's basically like an Elise, you know. Yeah. Um, my really good buddy, the guy who got got me into cars, uh, Dave Boonder, His wife had one when they first got married. Um, one of the square body ones, you know, the the latest generation MR two. Yeah, that's the and, that's the spider. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, uh, dude, I couldn't believe how fun it was too. Like that was back when, like my, like my ultimate car. This is like 15 years ago. Uh, my ultimate car would have been like an Integra Type R, and it seemed like more fun than that. Like yeah. out of the box, and like, like you can was, buy them. My really buddy cool paid. Car. My buddy paid like 3,500 bucks for his. It's literally dude, like they're, Miata they're cost, if not cheaper. Yeah, they're so cheap, and, 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 and they're actually really by well nines. made. Yeah, you can fit 15 yeah, by really nines well under them. You can people uh, case swap them. Yeah, yeah. Mikey uh, from Pro Function or from TF Works now, um, basically like the Chicago tuner guy. Uh, he's the guy who does like most of the track car tuning in Chicago. He uh, he had a case swap one, I think, of the generation prior and that generation, like the oh, round, really? the, the yeah the pretty round body ones, and yeah. like and then the MR2. They built a bunch of them, so. So that'd be, I mean, that's a pretty decent platform. I came away pretty impressed, to be honest. I'm kind of shocked that more people don't track those. Well, I mean, you, you have, have to, to put do a roll oiling bar. mods. You have to put a roll yeah, bar you have in to it. Do roll bar. Yeah, but that doesn't and stop Miatas, you know. There's struts at all four corners, which is kind of yep. eh, whatever. And there's not a whole that's lot true. of like good aftermarket support like you get with Miatas. Okay, but man, the, that thing uh, is super fun. I've heard that there's a little bit – if you put on, like, R compounds, you have to do something with oiling. Like, it needs oh, an Aki sump or it needs baffling or something. But that's kind of a common thing if you go, you know, kind of deep into the track car field. What motors do but, they come uh, with? A 1ZZ. It's, yeah, it's like – it's basically like comparing, like, the really good VTEC motors to, like, the base model VTEC motors, like the K20Z to, like, a K20A3 or whatever, like – it's just a gotcha. little bit less, but not like not bad, but like not the crazy motor. So I've uh, I've never researched a lot about them, but there's a couple guys in the sandbox that have done. I think one dude daily drives one with a two ZC swap. But what is a three S GTE? That's the previous generation turbo motor uh, that came in like the the one that kind of looks like a baby Ferrari. 
Um, yeah, like the, the 91 or 92, the early 90s to mid 90s. Uh, yeah, I like thought that's that. what you are talking about. You are talking about the, the, the no, one I'm that. talking about like the yeah. 01, 2000, 2001 the, range, the convertible. The, that, the MR2, yeah, the MR2 went from like being like super square, and I think that had. Yeah, um, the 80s is like almost like Fiero like. Yeah, what what did what motor did that one uh, have? In it? Those uh, are supercharged. I, just I don't even know. Up. Those things are ugly. Did that one have a four AG in it? I don't even know. I don't know. I know they came I li- supercharged. I like but... the early nineties ones. Yeah, I yeah, used the, to want the early nineties ones. ones real bad. But the round ones, I think are they were bad. like ninety four to ninety eight, maybe. It's like the late mid late nineties, I think. Um, those are really pretty cars. They're like one of the best looking cars ever, but. The uh, the I think those ones came turbo. The first ones came. I mean, they all came NA also. But like the the first ones were supercharged, and then the second ones were the round ones were turbo cars, and then the last one, the Spider, just kind of had the yeah, just the, the one ZZ motor, but yeah, but still not a bad motor. But no, and what, cool what cars, impressed though. me was how light it was. You know, like I looked yeah, at the specs, it's like twenty one ninety five pounds. That's probably why I liked it so much because it was 500 pounds lighter than my roommate's Type R. You know, yeah, it was. It felt. It, I remember it feeling very tossable and like really, really. It felt really light. It felt nimble. Yeah, um, I was. I, I was surprised the, I remember how what road I was, was on. I drove it around the roads. Uh, there's a couple of cool roads back by Audubon Country Club, um, and he used to live down in Manhattan, Illinois, which is like 10 miles south. Uh, the, there's a river down there that's got a couple of cool roads on it, and it's, it, it, uh, he he was actually driving, but it it felt really really cool. Like it felt like a really fun car, you know. Yeah, so I, I I brought it up in the chat that it might you know depending on how much work somebody wanted to put into one, it might actually be a decent Grid Life Touring Cup car. Yeah, especially with how cheap they are now. I didn't know they were yeah. so cheap. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, I think uh, I think a good idea for any cars that are really light like that. Um, that you can do an easy K swap in like that car is to use yeah. the non the non VTEC VTEC K twenty fours. Yeah, the CRV motors. Those things. Yeah, are you cheap. don't need that much power, in and them. they're so cheap. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be severely understressed. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep the revs down. Make good torque. That would be a really fun motor. I think it would be a really fun motor in any front wheel drive car too. Um, yeah, anything that would get I, light enough to not have to make you know. 220 horsepower the, or whatever. The CRV motor is a pretty popular uh, motor in uh, in Honda Challenge 2 also because uh, it's so cheap. The K-Series cheap ones? It cl- yeah, it, it classes B20s. pretty well into Honda Challenge 2, okay. the, the K-Series ones. Yeah. Okay. The, K- the K24 CRV motor or whatever it is. But uh, uh, it classes into Honda Challenge 2. It's a little heavy. You got to throw a lot of weight in the car, but uh, it's got a lot of torque. So... It, uh, and they're cheap, too. They're like five to $800. And then the TSX motor makes like 20, 30, 40 more horse. But it uh, they're like double the money, which is still really cheap for what yeah, they did, are. Did Abe go buy a TSX yet? I don't think I did so. not. I'm really, disapp- really disappointed They all, they all have Abe. too many miles for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Abe is really disappointed that these 15-year-old cars have 180,000 miles on <laughs> People you are so inconsiderate. Don't they know that I want that to be a track car? So to there, not there, there was an there was an RSX Type S with uh, with I think ten thousand miles on Bring a Trailer last week. Sick. I owned yeah, one of those. So the, the the you had a really low miles one off Bring a Trailer. <laughs> no, just one of those. <laughs> what, what did you think miles. about the RSX? What did you think about that one when you had it? Well, I I wasn't into tracking cars then, 
and never had. So I just used it as a daily, and it was fun. They, was, they uh, had good power for what they were. Yeah, and the the gearbox was really nice too. I remember how like yeah. it was one of the nicest shifting cars that I'd ever driven at the time. One of my yeah. friends in high school had one, and I was one of my, one of my roommates really had, a, had a EP3, and I thought it was fun. And then the yeah, RSX was, really, was like so much I mean, better. It was as far as just a car to use. It was really practical, like an Integra is, because it's hatchback, so yeah, like you can you throw fit a, lot of stuff a bunch of shit in it. And uh, to get to get that car, I did like. You hear the stories of people trading and trading and trading until they get better cars. Yeah. I yeah. I did that. I had an Integra that I paid like two grand for, and someone hit me, and the insurance paid out for it like three, and then I added in nice. a little bit more, and I got a Civic, like a 2004 Civic, and then I traded my brother for that RSX because it had a – the motor was uh, – the bottom end bearings were out and at oh. at idle it would run fine and it would pull power was fine but at idle the lo- the oil light would come on so the bearings were so bad that when it was idling <laughs> the pressure would go low enough that the oil light would come on and i drove it like that for probably 30,000 miles you just set the and- idle a little higher man I, go away. I didn't, I didn't know fine. how to do that shit i was just delivering pieces in that thing <laughs> Those then, uh, those those things burn. They know they were notorious for like burning oil. The and, and they were fine if you just like, kept oil in them. A lot of people like didn't check the oil. They just let Jiffy Lube do it. You know. Yeah, and that and was my. Those are the my, cars that wore out. Yeah. My little brother's not one to check oil, um, so he just ran <laughs> that thing. He was like eighteen when he had it, and I I bought a. I remember I ordered a. A K20 A2, you know, same motor that was in it, long block off uh, one of the forums, k20a.org or something. Yeah. And some guy yeah. from like New York and uh, borrowed somebody's truck and picked it up from Houston from a place like, like created it, you know, like sent it on the pallet. Yeah. And then put the new long block in. And then I, so I think I had like four grand into that car total and then plus a motor. So maybe five, 5,500. And, uh, Sold it for seventy eight hundred. Nice. That's nice. not bad. Haven't been that lucky since on anything, but <laughs> <laughs> we've all seen your wife. You're a lucky man. No, don't worry about that luck. <laughs> the uh, the chat is always filled with uh, with with uh, Derek talking about his wife. So no, it's not you, Derek you, talking about his wife. It's everybody else in the chat talking about yeah, Derek's yeah, wife. Yeah, it's usually y'all talking about her, <laughs> <laughs> not me. Hey, you guys want an update on my friend's wife's O three Civic? Sure, please. Well, f- first off, like um, uh, waxing is more work than I remember it being. These are muscles that I haven't uh, used in a while. <laughs> um, if you and, do it, man, uh, it'll make you buff. No man, I- <laughs> 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 this motherfucker so here, <laughs> dude, it's so fast. Yeah, man, he he's like uh, in like the Wild West. You know, you, you somebody's walking down the street and somebody moves wrong, and Austin turns around and he just like shoots him immediately. <laughs> there's no there's no wasted time. It's unbelievable. But uh, I think the turtle wax has cured the the ailments here on the on the old Civic. I think we're good. I think I caught it. Good for a while. For a while, anyway. You can always have yeah. old Koo to wrap the hood in black. Mm. No, I don't want to do that. This car is just an appliance. Too much work. So, man, this hood looks sick. I want to wax the rest of the car now. Damn, that's a lot of work. I gotta take care, I gotta take care of my wife's car some more. <laughs> yeah. 
man. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. That's the way my old yeah, Miata uh, was. It was if it wasn't waxed, it was pink. But if I waxed it, it was like this nice deep red. Yeah, it turned red again. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I think the only one of us who has who has actually cleaned their car in the last six months has been Abe. But that's true. After man, uh, this a thing looks two-year hiatus. I did wash the Evo. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, so what, what are your plans with bringing it up to uh, to Wisconsin to let Andy Smedegard work on it? Take it for ice battle, bro, and then leave oh, it. Oh, dude. Uh, no, I, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, dude, that would be so fun. It, it would be stupid. Just take the bumpers <laughs> off. Take the bumpers off and send it, dude. Send yeah. it. Just don't let me drive it approve. because it'll end up beached like three or four times. Yeah, I fully uh, approve of this message. <laughs> the what's the worst that could happen? Well, they're crashing really again. Bad things. I don't know. Really we can get more things. Grid Life like band aid stickers, right? It'll be fine. Yeah, I do have. Some, I have some more. I have two left. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. What are you worried about, Abe? Come on. I hey. need to just stop being a sissy and just drive it. Hey, two or years ago, I, Andy convinced that guy to bring his GTR out. If Andy yeah, can do it in a GTR, they, your Evo 10 is going to be just He fine. did it last year, too. Oh, really? Yeah, and, the, uh, and then the dude uh, had to, like, buy a new front end because the, the studded tires, like, Yeah, the first the year, yeah, off. like, it grabbed the fender on the outside with the lock. Yeah. Yeah. It so, also ran, uh, like, the second fastest time of the day, and it did it while being recorded for slip angle. <laughs> um, I, did you I was see in the, the car recording it. So we were, last week, we were talking about Alex Moss's S2000, right? Yep. Did right. you see where they just signed up for one lap of America in it this I year? I did see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So that answers some supercharged, questions. Supercharged K24 S2000. It made uh, 420 yeah. horsepower on Ronnie's Mustang Dyno. That's pretty good. <laughs> that pretty ain't good. bad. It's a lot of Not juice. Bad for a stock motor. Stock is motor. That the, is that the all-wheel drive one? Uh, the Mustang? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it looked like an all-wheel drive car because the front wheels were spinning on the dyno. <laughs> yeah. Abe, are you supposed to tell everybody what that thing made? Uh, I don't think it was a secret. Oh, okay. You never I mean, know. If, racers, racers can have weird close to the uh, chest. Andy doesn't thing. care. Yeah. So uh, I last year at Ice Battle, I rode with Andy in the old Ice 2K, and I rode with Jesse in that crazy power GTR. Yeah, and. Yeah. Both cars were insanely fast, but the the S two thousand was like violent and visceral, and it was I mean it was such an, an like an incredible memorable experience, and the GTR yeah. was so uninteresting. The and, the GTR had a lot of thrust, but it's it also I mean on ice like weight seems to have a lot to do with it too, um, because you've you've got so much momentum uh, that you have to control and that that s2000 was probably i mean i would say it's probably a thousand plus pounds less probably it had a ton it had a ton less power but that also like it could put it down better too you know yep i wonder how an mr2 yeah. spider would be like doing it with a mid-engine car i wonder if that would it's like probably up. pretty good like yeah. I, i'll bet you it'd be pretty good with good tires uh Andy is. Uh, I drove Andy's S two thousand last year, and I drove the uh, the the crusty, uh, crusty the the yep, ratty the Miata. little Miata that uh, that uh, Eric and Megan um, kind of may, uh, keep around. Uh, and crusty was like more fun because it like was so tossable. 
in it and basically i'm just like trying to pretend to be vaughn Gittin jr uh, <laughs> it wasn't that fast but it only I mean, it only had like 100 horsepower but uh that s2000 was so it was so good like it was it was just like a stock suspension s2000 with with like a tune and a and an f22 swap instead of an f20 it was so good it was I'm like think, way better than I'm it should have been my f250 with some studded tires Man, I don't know. Go straight, of goes straight to the bottom of the lake. Yeah, would, <laughs> would probably. Although with 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 Derek's F two fifty, like that wouldn't matter. Like it, the wheels would, the tops just of the tires right would still out. be showing. Yeah, it would you still just be drive showing. Right out. Yeah, the the bay there is only like three feet deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Derek's got them thirty six inch super swampers or whatever the fuck he's got on the car. <laughs> The uh, yeah, I think the Evo would be fun though, Abe. Uh, I don't know, I mean, you'd have to have some good tires, but it would be a good time. I've only got the uh, the Continental Extreme Performance Summer or Max Performance Summers. I don't have any tires that are good for the winter. I'll, dude, I'll find some some studded or snow tires if you'll do it. Will you find me a check if uh, it needs damage repair? No, no, that's way beyond my scope of capability. <laughs> I can't do that at all. I don't know, just take it over but, take it over to Adam's house and he can spray it with I mean Adam's friend can spray it with brake cleaner and that should fix everything. Well Yeah, it does. If you do wreck it well then, in the car. <laughs> if you do wreck it then Adam can cage it and you can run it in good life drink cup. So it's not I true. think power to weight's a little uh, it's a little off. Restrict it'd have to weigh like it would have to weigh like sixty eight hundred pounds at its current power level. Well just tune it down to like two hundred. Yeah, you just tune it down. It'd be the worst no, car ever. Oh, I've, I've gotten I've gotten so many emails and messages about people who are interested in the class, um, and, and they vary from everything from the B spec guy that I was talking about to uh, um, to cars that are currently time attack cars, and they really and they're they're thinking about pulling the the turbos off and stuff like that. Um, There's one guy on Instagram yeah. I don't know his name or his full name. I think it's begins with Michael, but it's 350Z yeah. guy. It's like yeah, the Michael rules Gardner. came out. Gardner, the, yeah. The rules came out, and five di- five days later, he's like ordered a stock motor and pulled the arrow off. It's for sale. Dude, like, he, he's a friend. He's a friend of Houghton, and I kid you not, it was like twenty five minutes later, and Houghton messages me, and he's like, "Dude," and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "GLTC, I've got a car for you. He's coming, man. He's into it." And I- <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh and then he the the dude Michael is emailing me messaging me um and well, he came so to it, speed ring the first year didn't he Yeah he was at speed ring He was couple, fast yeah, I think He was it was a built motor 350Z and it was really loud It sounds fucking awesome according yeah, to Yeah it was the really loud motor. videos so he uh he didn't do much with it last year I think he's got you know family stuff a young kid and stuff and uh, he was stoked just to, like, sell all the arrow off and have a place to play with it. You know, it, it was full caged. I remember it being a nice cage at Speed Ring. Um, and then uh, Eric Levine, uh, Houghton's uh, main mechanic buddy, um, he's got a former Canadian touring car, Civic. It's an EK. Um, that was a time attack car after its touring car life. And I guess Canadian Touring Car, I forget the exact name of the class, but it's like a big money class. Like people build, it's it's a lot of four cylinders, I think, and they build these motors like to 320 horsepower, like crazy builds. Um, but it's it's like a high dollar, small car wheel to wheel class up there in Canada. Um, and so you got to be pretty, you know, deep pockets to, 
to play. And a lot of those cars, when they get filtered out after a few years, they end up being time attack cars, track rats, you know, people swap stock motors into them. I know Dave Pratt from the Speed Academy had ran in that for a while. Hmm. Um, and then uh, he sold that car, which was an EG, to a guy that ran with us. Um, uh, and he's he's got the he's got the uh, the Integra that he swapped into all wheel drive. Uh, oh, Luigi's name. Yeah, Luigi, Luigi Montanez. Montanez. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Luigi had the e- the EG a couple years ago and then crashed it, and that was an ex Canadian touring car. But uh, so Eric's got the Canadian touring car EK, and he's going to swap it to a stock motor K twenty. Um, he's stoked about it. He, I think he sent me like a hundred and fifty messages today. He's so <laughs> pumped. So people are into it. I think it's going to be a thing. Yeah, I am I worried so about the, and he, I'm sure he's listening right now because I think he's listened to every show. But I am worried about the vet that Chris Tuttle like literally drove to to Texas and bought for. No, he this. drove to Arizona. Uh, was it Arizona? It was yeah, Arizona. Arizona. Wait, did, if Chris Tuttle bought a vet, did he do anything with the Evo? Did he sell that? No, it's Chris he's Tuttle. Got, he's, he's got that big garage now, man. Wow, he's got like sick. 10 race cars. He's, he's got an he EG. He still has he's the S2000 as well. Dude, so many cars, man. Um, he's, and he must he have building, an understanding he's building a life. Honda Challenge car or something, too. What's he right? doing with the Corvette? I didn't see that. Uh, he's racing so a, Grid it, Life Touring Cup with it. <laughs> I think like the impetus of him buying it was Touring Cup. And it's also like an ST4 car, I think. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, it's a really, really fast car for that club. It's got like crazy torque, like insane numbers. He, he put the dyno graphs up in the instructor chat and like, it's like three eighty four. Dude, I was taking it back. They detuned yeah. it down like, to what? Like two eighty something. I, I, it or was 240 it, it something? Even, like even lower. Was it two forty? No, it made like, it made mid 200 horsepower, but it was still over 300 torque. Like it was yeah. insane. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm like That's I was taken aback to... by the amount. That's what happens to LS motors when you detune them. It's not an LS motor. That's like a freaking 1990. It's like an LT4, right? Well, all of them, all those big displacement or, GM motors. That's no, what it's an L98, I think. I think oh, it's really? an L98. Yeah, it's an older. It's like an old school Chevy motor, you know. But uh, the yeah, C Corp, no, four Corvettes, man, such pieces of junk, but actually pretty decent track cars. Yeah, they can be. I mean, it's got like you know. Pretty much similar. It's very similar suspension to C5, and C5s are obviously good. Well, didn't Terry Terry but, Fair uh, built that one a couple years ago, right? Yeah, just yeah, sold just, on Bring a Trailer. Yeah, for like seventeen yeah, for something. Like, I think it was over nineteen. Oh, really? Sold for like nineteen thousand. Yeah, it was good wow. money. Like the highest value C5 C4 ever. <laughs> the uh, yeah, he's uh, he built a, a pretty car there. That was a yeah. that was a really nicely built. Uh, it's not like called t- like White Lightning or something. Uh, it had a cool name. Yeah. Uh, no, Danger Zone. Danger, Danger Zone. Zone. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Something Top Gun reference or whatever. Yeah, I've, I've seen that car yeah. uh, in person. It's pretty. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it looked like a nice build. But the uh, yeah, I'm surprised at the at the variety of cars that are interested in running with us. I've had yeah, a bunch I mean, of messages, bunch of messages from Spec Miata guys, like just kind of looking for a different place to play and. Um, you know, it seems like a lot of guys, uh, it seems like the class is appealing to, to who we wanted it to appeal to, which is like kind of like the, the displaced people, um, who don't, you know, the car is like, they have a car that's too modified to be this and not modified enough to be that. It's the, uh, the class like, for outcasts. 
Yeah, it, like <laughs> like they've got a spec Miata, but like it's an NA an NA an early NA build, and like you know it's not going to make that much power. But like Jackson superchargers or like cheap turbo kits are dirty cheap, and you can make the power right. Mm-hmm. But like then you can't then you can't race it anywhere. Um, it uh, or very you know there's not a lot of choices for them to race it. Uh, I had a lot of messages from people about it, so I'm kind of excited about it. It might be a real thing. It, uh, I think yeah, it's going to actually I'm happen. Generally, <laughs> was generally surprised just with the overall interest. Just a lot of positive, yeah, a lot of interest. Um, yeah, it, I, I think that maybe that speaks to like maybe we did find the maybe we hit the nerve that we wanted to hit, but hopefully we can pull it off. So. Well, I think two people people about- have the faith. Of knowing that, like, it's actually going to happen. There's a lot of talk when, like, stuff like that actually, like, you know, gets released into the wild, and then there's a little bit of interest, and then it never actually ends up happening. Yeah. So I I, I expected to have a lot more, uh, a lot more negative, like, nah, that'll never work. Uh, I expected a lot more of that feedback. Um, But it was generally like, whoa, that's a, that's cool rule, that's cool rule set, that might be fun. Like, there was a lot of that. And yeah, maybe maybe we won't uh, maybe we won't flop. I'm 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 excited to I'm excited to do it. it it'll be fun. But I'm excited for Austin to announce it and for Abe or Gary or Scott Giles to be my uh, my man in the pits because I'm gonna hopefully be racing most of these things. Well, the, so. the hard part now, is now, like um, I'm not gonna know. You can't be no. leaving your responsibilities. <laughs> He's gonna have a radio yeah, can, in the car. Chris was Chris and I. Uh, Chris came down for a while. We were working on one of his things. I think it was when we were working on his truck, and and he was like, "So what are you going to do with the Civic?" And I was like, "I'm going to race it in the in the in the class that I've been building for us for two for since 2015." And he's like, "Yeah, but who's going to be you? Like you can't you can't do that." And I was like. <laughs> Well, it's gonna happen. Sorry. Watch me. Watch me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We're gonna figure it out. I got some Motorola radios. It's gonna be fine. It'll be we'll fine. Figure it out. I, I personally like. I mean, Austin probably has a little bit of the same feelings. Like, you, you, if you go to the track and all you do is work, and Abe will probably be there like next year. If like, <laughs> if you go to the track and all you do is work, like, like you lose some of the some of the love of it. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to lose that. Like I don't have like the canyons and motorcycles. Like I don't want to lose the only. It's like the only thing I got is to do, is to do you know track rat stuff with my friends. So, <laughs> Just want to do hood rat stuff with my friends. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't want to be the guy who, uh, who, who like goes to the track and just works and it's just like it's it's like his side job i don't want to be that guy i want it to be the side job and also the thing that i can't wait to do because i think if my energy is good um i think everybody's energy is going to be better because like the joy kind of filters from from the people running the event if you get crabby jerks running the event like the event's not as good you know yeah um and and, and chris I, th- I think some of that was like some of that was shown last year because Chris was trying to get himself into like a better place, more joy for it all, and he did. Um, he, you know, he figured out a lot of stuff in his life, and and uh, and I think the joy starts filtering from the top, and and that made me love it more, and I think that's what made other people have a really good year, and I want to keep changing a few things and making things better, and like the the fun really. You know, if if the if if the if the leadership's having fun, I think everybody's having some fun. 
Onward and upward. Hopefully. Hopefully. Ooh, I've stop got being a, emotional. I've got a good life note. What's that? Adam and I have been talking about um, how our, our season points were working for Time Attack uh, the last couple of years. I thought and we talked about that last week. Yeah. Did I, we? Yeah, I thought so. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I changed it today. Now it's it. official. Abe wrote it. Abe was super drunk last yeah. week. <laughs> wasted. <laughs> yeah, so wasted. Maybe, I, I don't know. I thought I was drunk, dude. <laughs> fixing, fixing my freaking motorcycle with super glue. Abram, oh, Abram was schmucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one a lot. Speaking of which motorcycles, did you find the bolt in the V, Austin? I didn't. I just left it. Just left I looked it. around for it Sent for like 15 it. minutes after our show last week and was like, you know what? I can buy another one of these for $1.24 at the Honda dealership. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to do that. in the throttle body. No, nah, it's it's been running fine. I I did like 220 miles on it on on Monday, and it runs great. Um, spe- speaking of repairs, you posted something in one of the chats about we're in so many freaking chats together. I don't even know what it was, but uh, <laughs> about repairing um, uh, repairing shocks or struts or whatever with oh, super yeah. glue and th- yeah the fork and the sandpaper. fork legs yeah forks yeah. So you know for the longest time, like motorcycle forks, they're you know they're polished. But they actually, they're exposed to a bunch of crap and like they get dinged with stuff and whatever. And they end up they like get getting pitted, pitted so and pitted. rusted. Yeah. So pitted. So pitted. <laughs> but they get pitted and rusted and like they start bubbling and everything. Um, so that happened on my supermoto because I had parked it on the street for like, I don't know, for a couple months without even like really riding it around a whole lot. And right by oh, the yeah. beach, it's kind of a bad idea. Yeah, salt. So they were they were pretty and pitted, sand. and that's actually why one of the fork seals, like the oil seals, tore. Um, okay. Just from under full compression, it would like go down that far, and when the seal would go over it, it would just wear a yeah, little the hole. Si- in it. The seals bone are really common. Um, yeah. You know, especially with the motocross, like the, which are they're the same forks. The dirt gets in there, and then a lot of the times you you can just re- put new seals in without you know needing to even need the rebuild yet oh yeah get blown out yeah no this one like these were pretty bad and the thing's like 10 years old now um but anyway like i i didn't quite know how to fix all the corrosion issues because if i just replaced the seal and put everything back together it was going to happen again so come to find out like quick too what they used to do back in the 70s and 80s they would sand all the corrosion away and fill in all the the pits left from the corrosion with super glue and let it cure overnight, and then sand it down. So that's what I ended it's up sort doing. Sort of brilliant. Yeah, because it's not—it's not, it's not actually it... like bathed in oil. It just has to be smooth so that that seal can glide over it without snagging yeah. anything. How, how, did, how did it seem to work? Oh, it worked out great, man. So I—I I put the—I knocked everything down, and then I sanded the parts down with like a like a nail file, a very fine nail file that my wife had, like a foam-based one. Right. Sanded it down with that, put the super glue on, let it cure overnight, and then came back, knocked it down with the nail file again, then went over it with 2,000 grit, and then wet sanded it with 3,000 grit. And yeah. it's like perfectly smooth and is the same consistency if you run your finger up and down it. You know, it's nice. it's just as smooth as like the factory finish. Does it look She's shiny? Th- yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because the you idea could, like, is to only... catch your finger in the pits, huh? Yeah, like before, like they were some of them were big divots, and you could catch them. And now it's perfectly smooth. Nice, nice. So, That's yeah. Rad. So I don't know if I like you could do cool. that. On, 
car stuff? I have no idea. But the the real high end forks have uh, like rainbow coatings and and stuff. Ti nitrate coatings mm-hmm. on the forks it looks mm-hmm. really cool. Some of them are DLC, just like it's like solid black. Yeah, yeah. Anything to like reduce friction, right? Yeah, anything yep. to reduce friction. Yep. Interesting. So speaking Plus of which, do any do any car shock companies do that? I've never heard of that. On, yeah. You think on a, on strut cars because they've got like inch or inch and a quarter Giant. pistons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big shafts. You think that uh, that big would be more shafts. of a thing? You know. I I did see uh, our buddies over at Eibach. They sell uh, like like coilover bags. Um, that basically you put them. You can put it right over the springs and everything. Oh and yeah, it keeps to protect it from out. debris. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen that in in rally cars, but I'm kind of thinking about buying some of those. I should text Mark Croom and see if he'll send me some. Right. See if he can see if he can steal them, and I'll just buy them straight from him. But yeah, I mean that the, should uh, keep a lot of crap out. Yeah, you'd think like if you keep all the dirt and debris, especially on like off road stuff, uh, you know, if you keep you all that stuff. Are you planning on doing off roading in your in your Civic? <laughs> I've I've been known to find a few sand traps, <laughs> but, uh, you know you think they, you keep all that stuff off of there, even the dust and stuff. You know, just they the had up those and down, for and uh, for like the forks. Um, they call them shock socks or something. Oh, for motocross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but you, they ended up being more problems in there than they're worth because the dirt gets up in there in there anyway. So you might keeps as well all just, the moisture in. Yeah, it keeps all the yeah. moisture and traps dirt underneath them, so you're better off just washing it after after every time. That's some of the thought behind um, the like stainless braided lines, you know. Uh, if you have like a Teflon core line, like a brake line or some oil lines, if you have a Teflon core line and like it goes for like ten years and it's covered in dirt and the dirt the dirt works through that stainless that stainless weave, you know, like the the coating. Um, uh, people have had those lines start to fall apart because all that dirt is basically creating sandpaper. Every time the, the wheel goes up and down, the line flexes a little bit. Uh, th- there will be a point somewhere in there where the sand kind of, you know, tears the Teflon or the rubber core, uh, whatever it is, tears the that stuff away so much uh, and and sands it down, and makes it crappy. But I've never actually seen that happen. I've seen those. Th- I've seen brake lines fail. Aftermarket brake lines fail, like at the crimps and stuff. But um, yeah, definitely something to worry about, though. Getting all the dirt out of all your junk. It's probably a good idea to replace your brake lines, you know, once every ten years for track cars, anyway. So yeah, I've I've heard five years, I've heard ten years, I've heard twenty years. Uh, but I think just kind of keeping an eye on them, making sure that they're not too dirty and too stupid, it's usually pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, a pretty good way to. Keep yourself out of the sand trap at the end of the straightaway, but especially at Mid Ohio, yeah. if you have good brake fluid, it helps a lot. Yeah, that's not a fun place to find the the <laughs> sand. I've done that. I've done I'm excited that. to to break my Mid Ohio cherry in April. How how much have you driven it on uh, on iRacing? Too much. A oh, whole it's so lot. good, man. It's so good. I just love that place. Yeah, it it's is like a, my it top. Really it's one of my track. top four tracks. I do think it's my. Know, I think it's my number four. Do we know what configuration we're running, or do you switch? Saturday we Sunday? always run the uh, pro course. Yeah, we've always Ooh, ran we pro. pros, professionals. Uh, well, the, the 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 thought behind pro course is that a car can't get stupid and then go across the the track and hit another car as it comes out of the keyhole, and now which the is the thing that did that. Yeah, that has happened. But. Club course is really fun, though. 
It's so good, dude. That the hard right, you know, hard yeah, left, stab up. the brakes. Oh, dude. oh, it's so good. Just stay flat through the beginning. Oh, it's great, yeah, especially in a low horsepower car. It's so fun. Uh, I drove it. I drove that. That was the last track I drove last year um, when I was helping uh, our buddy Scott Giles do the instructing at the OVR Fall Sprints for the H for the HPD program, and I drove the Good Life Spec Fit there. And you could take that whole thing almost oh, probably flat, almost like flat. You just yeah, kinda, yeah. You're you're through that. You're through that, and you like put you you catch the car in front of you by like 60 feet every time and then just touch the brakes all the way out and all the way and dive back in on the uh, on the keyhole and then all the way back out again it's so it's so fun in a low horsepower car i love that section of track i think speaking it was Abe's of, uh, first track right it was my first track speaking of going fast in corners did you see will o young posted a uh like aim data between his car and Jackie's car, I did, I did, and surprisingly, like, surprisingly uh, close in G forces in a bunch of spots. But. Yeah, Jackie's minimum speed on almost every corner was nearly the same as Will's. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, kind of crazy. The uh, and and Jackie's on street tires, so. Um, in a car without arrow. With no, yeah, with basically no arrow. But yeah, a lot of uh, there's a lot of interesting data there. Will's car does everything it does a little bit better, braking, accelerating, obviously. But you know, the fastest time attack car in the country versus like one of the slower, serious time attack cars in the country, and the, and the minimum speeds are so close. But yeah, the delta there was closer than I thought it would be. The, I, I wouldn't want to be. A, I was talking. To, uh, I was texting with Eric Levine, and then James Houghton called me when he was standing next to Eric Levine and, the other day about Grid Life Touring Cup uh, or Touring Car or whatever. What did we call it? Touring Car, or Touring Cup. I don't even know. Touring Cup. Uh, okay. The uh, they're talking about that stuff, and then like we started talking about James's unlimited car, um, and f and for you know the stuff that they're doing for Superlab Battle down in Texas. Uh, and they're not doing a whole lot. They're just kind of trying to dial some stuff in. But um, I don't know they're, how anybody. I don't know how anybody does. Yeah, they're coming down with it. Yeah. Oh, um, watermelon signed up. I hope I didn't just drop uh, uh, drop uh, the secret. But he didn't tell me it was a secret. So um, I don't know how anybody does an unlimited time attack car build. That seems impossible. Like, <laughs> like how how are there so many serious ones? Like it seems like a borderline impossible thing that has no end. And I don't uh, I don't think you start it like a club race car where you have an end in mind. You just keep yeah, building and building and building. Yeah, I know they both started in lesser classes, but like it's escalated so insanely. And then you see cars like Big Bad Wolf, Robert Thorne's car. Uh, and uh, the Fessler Mustang, and uh, and uh, the crazy Camaro, Mike DeSold, and like, like it's insane, man. Like, I I know that people daydream about these cars, but like, they seem like a curse. <laughs> I don't know how these guys I do know. it. I kind of daydream about like a twenty five hundred horsepower car with trash control, you know, Motec trash control. Yeah, it'd be pretty fun. Eventually, they'll get that sounds, there. That sounds really expensive. Like, imagine Dude, imagine oh. all the brakes and tires you'd go the through. Everything. It just sounds awful. Everything. 
Well, they only driving do like Abe's two Evo. laps. Like just driving Abe's Evo, it, like it uses all the gas and it uses all the brakes and it goes through the freaking $500 rotors. Yeah, every session you're burns. like, well, there goes 50 bucks. Yeah, more than that, man. Like they, <laughs> like I've you know you joke about well, how much it costs it? to start a car, but if you average out what it start what it costs to like start Abe's car at the track every weekend, like it's too it's too much money. And then well, and like, my car's not even fast. Like I was no, talking it, with Smedegard about this, and he was running yeah, your car's the, like street car, you know the yeah. the Michelin slick instead of the Hoosier, which is like a lot more money. And yeah. he said he really likes them for time attack, but. Uh, you can, I mean, if you do the math on the number of heat cycles that the tires are good and the number of laps you get out of it, it's like, you know, $500 a lap or something. It's crazy. Gary, Gary, uh, Gary sent me, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Gary Cummings, uh, he's the manager of P1 Motorsports now. He sent me the, where is it? He sent it to me. It was the Michelin slick, like cost breakdown um then they're so expensive <laughs> i'm trying to find it here right now i probably uh, should like, say i think it was numbers. like 400 or 450 a tire yeah no it's insane wow um uh let me see it's somewhere in a chat here have you but... ever looked at what hoosiers cost in corvette sizes yeah they're but still that. man they're about that yeah no they're they're this is this was this was like 20 percent more though it was a lot of money Adam uh, Gary sent it in a text message. Yeah, yeah. the The big ones are like bordering bordering at eight hundred dollars or six hundred dollars. I mean, for the uh, for the for the biggest eighteen inch stuff. But yeah, almost six hundred bucks. The cheapest one is like four hundred fifty. So the cheapest one is like a it's like a an expensive Hoosier, but so much money, man. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. So. Well, we're we're nearing the end of a podcast here. Anybody got any uh, any fun car projects coming up? Not I. Or motorcycles? Or motorcycle projects? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All the bikes are like done now, except for the Thruxton. So I'm sitting here looking at it, trying to decide if I'm going to buy forks for it or not. Yeah. What do you, when are you going to? What, what would you have to do to that? You'd have to put the. You want to put the superbike forks on it, right? Yeah. Like I've thought about it. I don't know. I might just put factory forks on it. Okay. So I don't know. I just I haven't literally. I've had it almost a year now and haven't even touched it. Does, have you Have you started it up and stuff or no? Oh yeah, it runs fine. And I thought it had sound like, cool. I thought I had like a knock and like yeah. got really depressed for a little bit, so I didn't look at it. But turns out the spark plug was just loose. So nice. Fix that Maybe one. that's the problem on mine. I should probably figure that out. See if the the knock in my <laughs> uh, my R one motor is that. Like literally, it's running and the spark plug is just like jumping up and down. And you're like, oh okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, that would cause a noise. Yep. Derek, uh, Derek, gonna spend some money on uh, on touring car mods. Yeah, I have a, I have a process I need to go to go through. <laughs> first, yes. First, I need to. I've got like I don't know, fifteen hundred dollars left on a loan. I need to pay off, and then I'm buying a car for work, like a, just a newer. You gonna get a Civic? Yeah, I'm just gonna get a certified pre-owned, like newish Civic, just to beat on for for home health and then that's that should be i should have that all done by january and then february and march is spending money on the truck and the car to get them as ready as possible to tow everywhere for a good life training cup you just got some uh, exhaust from your wife 
Um, <laughs> that sounded kind of funny, <laughs> but it did. <laughs> yeah, I got to look at the phrasing that I yeah, use I when I talk about Derek's wife. <laughs> I don't know how my wife knew where to order um, new mid pipe for my car. Maybe it was because I sent her the leak in a text message. But I was going to say yeah. she's got Ed on speed dial, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I hope not. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie over there creeping in. <laughs> But yeah, my car my car had like just a a slip on, you know, like I don't know, like a foot with a muffler and still sock exhaust and everything. And uh she got me the uh the you know, part that goes in between uh from the header back. She got you, uh, she got you the strap on, not the slip on. Yes. The whole the whole thing. And it's got thing. uh it's got two resonators in it cuz um my car's got a small muffler on it. So now I just need to buy the header. And then I could do all the exhaust and make me some more power. Do those things What's, have uh, big cast headers on them or no? Yes, they have big headers that has a cat in it. They have okay. a, cat, so, a cat is in the header, and then there's a secondary cat in the mid-pipe section, too. So it'll probably be a good weight reduction, too, huh? Yeah, a lot less weight um, and a lot more power. What sort of power do you cool. think it'll make? Probably like another ten horsepower. Nice. Another nine horsepower. So where's where's like that, that put a total? That sounds like so much work for nine horsepower. <laughs> Abe just wants to be able to turn a knob and pay someone to like add more fuel. Abe just like crank the boost. <laughs> yeah, man, to the moon, baby. I'm, I'm like to the I'm moon. Like stretching. I I need to make 185 wheel to make the weight for the class. And I'm like stretching. I'm like, if I do E85 and new injectors, maybe I'll get there with the two liter. And Abe's like, what is that? Do you, you just need 30 more horsepower? <laughs> How much yeah, power do just... you want? All of it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're going to run it on yeah, E85? So that's the that's the plan. First, my first, the first thing is to get the truck ironed out. The truck needs new up pipes and it needs some, uh, Exhaust back pressure delete and some O rings and some sealed. Anybody who has a seven three knows they do that. Start to, they that start exhaust to, back pressure. Your fuel economy is going to go sky high, man. Yeah, like mine yeah. picked up like two miles to the gallon when that's the, I did that. That's the goal. I figure I better. And right now my mile per gallon is terrible on the seven three because the up pipes are leaking so bad. I mean they're soot all underneath, mm. and the EGTs are like eight fifty, just running sixty miles an hour. And uh, so I figure spend the six, seven hundred bucks on all the parts for that, do that, and that'll pay off. You know, it'll pay itself off in the diesel I'll save if I didn't do anything to it, you know, because I'm going to be towing. I think I'm going to be towing probably 10,000 total miles over the summer going to all these stupid events. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, I I, I used to put like 20,000 miles a year on my 7.3 on mine, and like it ran just fine. They had like three hundred and sixty-five thousand miles on it when I sold it. Just just to mid Ohio and back is you know it's eighteen hundred twenty you know twenty four hundred. Oh, really? Oh, 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 yeah. You I just think. need to find a place to leave the car out, like up here, dude. I don't. Yeah. I don't give a shit. That's what I bought it for. Tow. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Why don't you just get a tire trailer and then just drive it to the events? Why would I do that? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> like a freaking sounds- boss, dude. Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. Get a the money, the money, money that you, there. If you the money did that, that you save, you could literally you could buy plane tickets home last minute if something did break. It wouldn't save that much money. Now Derek wants to cruise with the dog and hang yeah, out. We're chilling. Be fun. Now you just need to get you need to get a slide in truck camper in your set. 
the series. I, I wanted gonna, one of those so bad. My, my so plan bad. is my plan is to just stay wherever Ed's staying. So <laughs> wherever the party is. Yeah, wherever the party is, and then if Alex comes, we'll we'll get one of those Airbnb campers. They bring. No, you'll the track. still stay where Ed's staying if Alex is coming. Yeah, Ed, Ed will make sure of that. Yeah, Ed's not going to let that one. F- he's not going to let uh, you stay anywhere else. He loves that dog, and he's a fan of your wife. <laughs> yeah, but my wife is a is a uh, fan of sleeping by herself. Yeah, without that's too extra. Bad. She likes to leave the party and go into the little cave at night, and then come back out in the morning. But yeah. but yeah, get the truck ironed out. That's the the number one goal for february and then march just get the car ready car needs a clutch brake pads and i, I want to get that exhaust and stuff done give me a little bit more power Derek, but, are you trying to come out to uh streets no no i the one in california yeah no i can't just because i'm i need all the money to go towards like i'm hoping my tax return hits before april because that'll probably be the money that gets me to ohio and back dang <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> But to answer your question earlier, Austin, the plan is I want to because my car has got like eight thousand miles on it. So the common thing for the NCs is to do the two point five swap. But I want to blow up this two liter first before I put another motor in it. So yeah, you got a brand new I'm, motor in that thing still. Yeah, I I I'm should, with the full exhaust and the intake and everything. I should be real close, like one sixty five or something. Okay, and I I figure. Maybe with a small cam and put some big injectors in it and go E85 and just bring a German E85 with me whenever I go uh, anywhere. Well, I think, I think that'll the get me there. tracks that are up here, you can get E85 just about everywhere. Yeah, yeah or, or, a, I might, or I might do that. The, is, the there, only th- is there a flex fuel tune for that car? There's not. There's one company that does one, but I'm. it's, it's easier to just make sure I get good E85, I think, than... Put yeah, the, just do the VP Racing Fuel E85 or something. Yeah, there's a company yeah. in Houston that sell. It's like you get a 55 gallon drum for like 370 or something. That's not bad. Oh, and it's so only it's only an NA car. It's not like we're gonna see him using fuel like the track mod cars do in a turbo or like AJ threes and stuff. I I also <laughs> I also could run around. I could run around at the local E85 stations and test. And you know, if I see a good a good pump yeah. that's putting out raw, you know, good good fuel level then um but yeah. <laughs> on my car too i can you can just change maps with the laptop right it's, you know just like most cars so is that eq tech ha- or could, what's what's it tuned with it use eco eq tech or whatever okay. just like the frs's and the brz's so yeah. you know i could do like a 93 then an e50 then an e you know e85 tune if I, you know. nice we'll see but that's the goal to try to get to the power and then i need to buy one of those johnny wings he's almost done with the kit for my car a lot of stuff to buy yeah. so many things it's to pronounced buy. wang wang yeah it's a big wang not a wing a wang yeah. abe what are you doing uh besides making smedigard fix your car do you decide what you're gonna what you're gonna do next year for fun how oh, i don't know i mean you if it's buy, fixed you should I'll buy probably... the fraser dude you just buy the fraser you should totally you should buy the fraser I don't know if hey, my life insurance great. pays out if I like. There might be a Fraser exclusion on my life insurance policy. So Has anyone ever told fine. you you worry too much? Yeah, he's a doctor. They they go to school for seven years. They got all the freaking student loans. You'd Think be terrified less, if you were send able to. More. I should just take the Evo around. Is what I should do. My suggestion for all my friends that don't have race cars is to sell whatever your current car is and then buy a race car and then come race 
grid life touring cup. That's like well, you know, all 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 life, like man. I could toss Matt Williams a hundred dollars at each event, and he'd probably make money on the fit, and I'd probably yeah. have as much fun as I could possibly have. That's true. I'm sure he'd let you do that. Just, just, just buy an intermediate spot for Matt uh, in in Matt Williams' fit. Just go out there and school <laughs> school all the slow intermediate guys every event. Beat up I, on them. I did. Uh, I, I was uh, hanging pretty close with a Miata out in the HPD sessions once, and I was like. Man, this isn't supposed to happen. <laughs> you know, actually, nothing's supposed to hang with a Miata, right? The it's really funny though. There. When I had my my '94 Miata, and my cousin lived with me, and he had that orange fit with the Bozu Zoku pipe. <laughs> we used to drag race, and he would beat me every time. Yeah, <laughs> every yeah, time. Your Miata was really slow. <laughs> it did, it did all those turny things really, really well though. Really. Oh yeah. Well. Uh, well. I think we should probably wrap this thing up. My project update is make a car work, just some car, just one of them. <laughs> or sell the Fraser and then just pay someone to help me finish the Civic or whatever. Just fly yeah. Richard back over for a little bit. I was talking to Richard today. He's he's trying to figure out how he's going to fly over from England. He he was like, oh, man, I, I didn't know you had a February thing in California. I would have bought it. Yeah. You'll you'll have that think, you'll have that thing ready ready by April. Adam's well, like one way or the other. One he's like, oh, it'll never never be ready. And then it doesn't in, feel like it will ever be ready. But I was it's like uh, actually get in there. the group in the group chats. You know, I'll just be chilling, and it'll be like one o'clock in the morning, and like eight pictures will come by of all the shit he's done on the car. He's every day, on it like man. Every night, every single night, man. Grinding, daily um, and nightly. I, he and I were going uh, texting back and forth. I got caught up watching Isle of Man TT videos this oh, week. And he, so good, he was like, man. "You and Adam should come over, and we should go, and it would be the best. And then you can, you know, beat on my Type R's and have a great time." Dude, you guys want to go? I really want to go. I've always wanted to go. I really want to go. No, I actually, I'm, I'm I have it in England my calendar. Someday soon. I have soon. Isle of Man TT in my calendar for this coming year, like for 2019, but I don't think I'm going to make it. When is it? What month? Uh, I want to say it's like August, maybe? I want to go to Isle of Man, but I want to go to England and drive Richard's Type R to... To the Nürburgring. Uh, Let's to go to the Nürburgring and then, do, and then do a one-day thing at Spa at the same time because they're like a block apart. So. Ooh, nice one of my coworkers date. did that. He went to... Uh, he went to the 24 hours of Le Mans and made it like yeah. a two week trip and then did, uh, he did drives both at spa and at the Nürburgring. Yeah. I heard, I hear spa is the greatest track in the entire planet. And so, uh, is it an, is it an iRacing Derek? Do you know? Oh uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I yeah, should probably spa, buy that. Spa is yeah. and the Nürburgring is. Isle of Man TT Nürburgring starts was. May 25th yeah. and ends yeah. June 7th. Oh, is it in May? Nürbur what was Isle of Man TTs in May? Uh, begins on May 25, ends on June 7th. Oh, so like yeah, that, right, it's two week, <laughs> right, it's two weeks, right around Midwest Festival. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think know. That's why I couldn't cool. go. I, I think uh, doing well, track day at Nurburgring and Spa sounds like the most fun out of all of those options. Yeah, I, I would love to spectate Isle of Man, but every time I watch video. Um, it, it's it's so scary. And you're like, like those spectators so are standing how close? It's like a rally race, but they're going 180 miles an hour. Yeah, like the, the, every <laughs> every video you see is like taken by some somebody, and like right next to them is like an eight year old child with a smartphone leaning over the road, 
and like the bike goes by and then the eight-year-old child pulls back just in time and like looks at the person filming them is like oh man and that's every video that's every single video is a child almost dying by a super bike it's like every single one I mean, so so rally like rally drivers are very courageous, but I think the Isle of Man TT guys are just like a certain special kind of crazy. I I texted Abe about that. He said something to me, and I'm like, I don't even know how that race exists. Like, no people die every year. In 2018, 19, like how does how is that a thing? It's so in some some sports, people just don't care. So I I I just watched a documentary. I just watched a documentary about it, and part of it is, you know, the Isle of Man is like its own independent country, country or yeah. whatever, and yeah. it's so small, and the race has been there for forever, and so to, like, change it would be to, like, just totally distance himself from its history. That's such a big part of the country's identity. Yeah, I wonder like how much of the, the country's... Economy and, yeah, I wonder yeah. how much of the country's tax revenue comes from that event every year. You wonder if with something like that, something that's probably so protected by the government around it, like because of what it is, like maybe you maybe you can't sue if you get hurt or die. <laughs> like, well, I, I guess I'm trying to think about it. Do you th- can you imagine a scenario where they would cancel Pikes Peak Hill Climb forever? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's almost happened, but. Uh, in 2012, there was a ton of spectators everywhere, and there were co-drivers, right? That was the year that I helped Cody uh, in the Unlimited car. And then 2013, the year, you didn't see any no co-drivers. You didn't see any spectators. You know why? Because like they almost they almost had like a 1955 Mercedes Le Mans incident or whatever year that was, where like somebody almost went off into a crowd of spectators and like. Well, then the race is over, and now you now you see spectators in like a certain amount of areas. Like, was that the same they year? They had Dallenbach? a really close one. Was that the I same year Dahlenbach went off? Yeah, that was With the, the that hung? was the incident. Yeah, yeah, he went off into the tre- he went off into the trees, and there was like a crowd of like fifty people, like right there. Yeah. So, uh, and and they moved like they somebody moved them like a minute before. Um. So I, I think that was part of it, and then yeah. uh, Spe- yeah, so spect- and, uh, spectators dying is a lot different than the competitors. Yeah, but uh, in, in the USA, at least you know. Yeah, for sure. But there's a reason we put snow fencing uh, and banners up about five feet back off the front straightaway, Gingerman, um, and it's because I've got a still image of some girl hanging over the rail and like a wing. Uh, in a drift car where the the drifters initiate, you know, up by a little bit by the by the by the stand by the by the f- turn one flag station, um, like a wing is like it's dr- dangerously close to her head. And I know who the girl was, and I actually had to like move her later that day to a different spot, um, and because she wouldn't listen, she kept hanging over the wall. But uh, after that, we we basically there's snow fencing there for a reason. <laughs> so. Got to keep people, people, people can't always dodge the car, you know, but anyway, on that note, I think we need to put Abe to bed because it's like midnight 30 by him. But. Yeah, dude. Some of some of us has to work tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to do a little bit of work. I got to work. Yeah. Austin's got to, Austin's got to polish his forks, baby. I'll probably get, I'll probably break a sweat tomorrow in the canyons. <laughs> canyons, 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 canyons. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I don't care. Uh, I'm going. I'm, 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 I'm leaving too. too. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm about to go to All the right. gym. If, if people, <laughs> Derek, I've been drinking a pre workout this whole podcast. <laughs> if uh, if people uh, are still listening, rate and review us on iTunes, or tell your friends, or something, or don't. So we appreciate <laughs> you listening. So. All right, buddies. I'll talk right. to you guys soon. All right. Later. See you, buddies. See ya. Peace.